Welcome pop culture fans to a brand new episode, possibly the final episode of Quality Check Podcast in the year of 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, as always, we are going to make our final stand just like Aquaman. It's Drew Douglas. Well, I can tell you this is kind of the final episode of 2023 because we're going to pull a Zack Snyder. We're going to do part one and part two um, simply because we just need to... I really, I just want to do two more things before the end of the year, but we got so much going on during the holidays that we're not going to have time to do it. We're a little limited, but especially you, you're you're even more so limited because it's you're finding like Zack Snyder, you're finding yourself stretched kind of thin right now. Yeah, so we're gonna do loves hates on a trifecta of new movies, and you and me flip flop. Last time we talked about some movies that uh, I hadn't seen, and now we're flipping it where two of the three you haven't seen yet. Mm. And now you're going to watch one of them tomorrow. Or tonight, actually. Tonight. Yeah, so tonight, after the recording of this, I will be watching... As soon as we finish recording, I will watch a trailer to a movie that we'll be talking about. And then, uh, that's later. But then, uh, I will end up watching one of these movies tonight. And then maybe tomorrow, maybe... Let's see, tomorrow's Saturday. So maybe... Uh, I don't know. Sometime this weekend, this holiday weekend, I'll end up watching. Um, I'll probably do like a movie marathon, like the one day that I did like three movies in a day. I'll probably do something nuts like that. So we're going to talk about three movies, Do Loves Hates, and then in part two, we are going to make our January Rotten Tomatoes picks, and it's a brand new year, 2024, and it's a brand new game. And I completely Ooh. decimated you in the 2023 game. And we'll also update our December picks, which we kind of did as a standalone thing because there was no way any of those were going to help you come back and win in 2023. It's a palate cleanser, but as of right now, I mean, I'm looking pretty solid. You're looking fantastic. So let's see if that'll carry into 2024. Now, these three movies that we're going to talk about, um, I guess we should start with the one that you have seen. Yeah. Which is Wonka. One of my most anticipated movies of the month of December. I said it looked delightful, especially little Timmy, Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. Um, I got to see this, I believe this came out last weekend. I saw this on Monday. And I ended up going to an early screening. It was noon. The largest auditorium in the theater. And I was the only person in there. Wow, that's... Which is amazing. This is the second time it's happened. The first time I ever, you know, got to cross this off my bucket list was over the summer. And you, do do you remember what movie it was that this the first time I'd always wanted this to happen? It finally happened. Now, do you remember what movie it was? Because there's a correlation between or a connection between. Uh, Wonka and what that first movie that I saw that had no one else in the theater. Now, d just to also, was that a movie that someone walked out of or no one was in it in the first place? No, no it it was no one else but me. Okay. Um, it can't be Dune. I feel, was it uh, Bones and All? Yeah. Okay. Bones and All. So two Timmy movies in 2023 I got to see <laughs> uh, in an auditorium all by myself. People don't like Timmy. And I can't complain. I mean, this one especially, I'm like, wow, this is great because it was a massive auditorium. This was a newer theater, too, that you had gone to, right? 
like for you you never been to this one. no this is the it was the downtown theater i always go okay to. so i got some candy i had a big mountain dew and i sat down and i watched wonka which like i said i was looking forward to and uh i think you know it's been what four days since i've seen it uh-huh and i realized during those four days um I haven't thought about it at all, and I really have no desire to see it again. But I did like it <laughs> the first time. It's a. It was a. I walked out going, yeah, that was fun for two hours. I don't think Timmy was as good as I expected. I will say mm. that. And there's really, uh, I think the movie worked best for me when it leaned into the nostalgia of the OG one with Gene Wilder. Like when that mu- that OG music hits. I was like, oh, I'm feeling it. Uh, as this movie, like as a new story and property, I don't know if it did anything that really, I like, I can tell you, like, there's nothing in it that I'm like, man, I would love to revisit that scene. So it was a in and out situation. And you, it's interesting that you feel like you don't, you're okay. Like you don't ever have to return to it. Like, do you want to return to this movie? Maybe with my family. It was funny because after watching it, I thought a lot about what you said where this would be a movie where you would take your family and watch it with them on like around Christmas, around the holidays. This definitely feels like that movie. And I didn't think a lot like that. I didn't think about that before watching the movie. But then after, like during and after, I thought, you know what? I really agree with what you said because this is definitely like almost like a wholesome family movie that is fun, but I kind of feel the same way. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like there's nothing in it that's like offensive where I'm like, I don't ever want to see that again or the music sucks or anything like that. But I, yeah, I mean, there are every now and again, I'll think of certain things like I'll be washing dishes and I'll think of scrub scrub, which is one of their songs. (laughs) when they're forced to work and like, I'll think of random things like that. And then I think of like, well, if I were to eat this piece of chocolate, cause I love anymore. I love the M&Ms with uh, the uh, peanut butter, the peanut butter M&Ms. And I'm thinking, what if I eat this? And it's like one of those that it makes you fly. But you remember in that he's like, but it comes out the other end. I'm thinking, does it shoot out your ass? Like, is it one of those? I think it's implied that they fart. Okay. Like I was, I was it's worried. Like that the reverse belch thing. I, I the rules of that candy make no sense because some people instantly were flying away. Yeah, and with the bad guys, uh, he was like, "Yeah, it kicks in in like a minute or two. I'm like, I don't understand the rules of this candy. Why are some people affected differently? Well, it's, and yeah, that's where I was confused too because I thought, well, it's whenever he's telling them when he first gives that to them, it's like, well, you'll you won't like what the side effects are. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting that it is different for everyone. But I don't like every now like you should like give people warnings about <laughs> yeah. what that thing's going to do yeah. before they ingest it, too. Exactly. But I've thought about that. Like if I eat this piece of candy, will something like that happen to me? And it makes me kind of hope that that would happen. So I just float up and out of work. So Inception style, we're going to do loves, hates within a loves, hates. We're going <laughs> to do it twice. We're going three levels into this thing. Loves, hates, loves the Oompa Loompas, Hugh Grant, who was mm. like on the record leading into this movie. They were, they talked about was it worth the makeup and the doing all this stuff uh, only to turn them completely CG? And he was like, no, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I love how he's just like always so negative yeah, about care. everything. 
uh, Oompy Loompies. I I kind of liked it, but it's like, why are they? I I guess I understand why it's CG, and that's more in line, I think, with the book. I think they were very small, which obviously you yeah. couldn't do way back when. But there's just like this level of fakeness that I couldn't escape. But there's some CG in this. I'm like, it looks bad. Yeah, um, I think that's forgivable in this movie more than any other movie because it is like this weird uncanny valleyness of if it looks weird, it's supposed to be weird. And I'm okay with that. But the Oompa Loompas and Hugh Grant, I think Hugh Grant did, he was fun. He was, I, I, I enjoyed him. Um, I didn't like love him, but I'm right on that line with these. And I think just because of like, how sad Hugh Grant looked at times, like when he was kicked off the island. <laughs> and like some of those things that he does, that made me laugh. And I, I, I like because of that reason, I think it will push it over the edge to loves. But like I said, I'm right on that line. Yeah, like they didn't use it enough. I mean, there was like, I checked my right. watch, it's like 50 minutes into it, and they finally, <laughs> we finally get, yeah, we finally get the first one. And there's like little seedlings of someone stealing the chocolate. And we know it's going to be mm-hmm. an oompy. And then it just takes forever. And then he's only in like two more scenes. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I could have used maybe I, a little bit more. It felt like they were setting that up for a sequel. Ugh, yeah, probably. They're probably going to do a spinoff too, knowing yeah. WB. And then the I could the other that. loves hates within a loves hates, uh, Timmy's silling, singing voice. Do you think it was just kind of okay? Just okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Um, I mean, it's not like me out there singing and people are covering their ears, <laughs> but... I was a little surprised. I'm like, oh, his voice isn't like great. I wonder what what the thought process was in hiring Timothy Chalamet, other than he's in deep with WB. Yeah, I think I, I honestly I enjoyed him overall, but his musical sense wasn't like I don't know, like say, and I wouldn't want to see Zac Efron in this, but we all know that Zac Efron can you know, seeing, but he would look so strange would, as Willy Wonka. Oh yeah. He, he wouldn't, he, and that's where I'm like, he wouldn't, t- that's where like Timmy did a great job acting and delivering all the lines and, and acting the way that he did. This is also like something we haven't really received with Timmy before. We haven't seen Chalamet in this like whimsical nature and I enjoyed it. I thought that was good. And I, I felt like he was having fun. He seemed like it. Overall, though, with the singing and all, I'm, I don't want to say, I'm going to say hates, but it's, it's not that I completely hate it. I do think that it's, and he's even admitted this, that he's not like a musical person. He's had some background, not much, but I mean, it's okay. Again, on that line. Maybe that was intentional of he's a chocolatier. So he doesn't, why would he have this crazy good voice? Now, I I will say, I think Timmy's good in this for the most part, and the singing is maybe the knock. Uh, The opposite, I think, is true for the little girl, where I'm like, I don't think your acting's that good. And I I kept wondering, I wonder why they cast this girl. Because you know thousands of girls uh, auditioned for this role, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know how you got the role. (laughs) And then she sings, and I'm like, okay, I bet that's why. I'm assuming that's your voice, and your voice is pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, she was. She, but she was good. I, I, that character as a whole, I was just kind of like, yeah. Noodle. I will say that behind the scenes in interviews, she is a delight. Like she is very charismatic and a lot of fun to watch. And her interviews are better than her on screen. Did you think she was just kind of okay too? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more forgivable for her, mainly since I don't really know her from anything else. And I'm like, if this is your first, like, like at least for me, of seeing her, I enjoyed her enough where I'm like, it doesn't take me out of it. But I think more of Timmy, and Timmy didn't take me out, but more of him and like his musical sense had me questioning like, huh. I, I think he has the visuals of what I want, though. Like out of Wonka, True. I'm like, you look like Wonka. Oh, so that's yeah. I think I like who's the MVP of this movie? Is it a is, is it someone else or um? You think? I mean, I don't even know who I would pick. Yeah, I might. Oh uh, man, I I, mm, I don't know who my MVP would. It it sounds kind of silly, but I'd almost lean Hugh Grant, even though he's oh. only in like three scenes. But when he's on there, he like kind of livens up. But that's more of it, him just being an Oompa Loompa. It's more of yeah. a character thing and not a performance thing. Hmm. I don't know if this has an MVP. Olivia yeah. Coleman's pretty entertaining, though. It might be her. Yeah. I she's fun. I think I think there are fun ingredients in this overall. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, he's good. Oh yeah, he's pretty fun. He's good. Yeah. I don't know if he's like my. Yeah, he was in it. Actually, you know, I, he's the and best. he's in it quite a bit too. This isn't like a. He's just kind of a silly character in a lot of ways, which makes me hesitate to call him the MVP. But he is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's why. And I do. I, I like the gag that he's gradually just getting fatter and fatter oh. by the end of this film. He's just he can't even get out of a car. <laughs> he, uh, by the way, with all of this, it's where his voice. He said that. Paul King, the director, said, for no reason, you're just going to have like a thick New York accent dropped in the middle of this. And he's like, what? Like, you don't, he's like, I can do British. And he's like, no, I want you to be like a New York cop. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And I thought that was funny because every time we see him, it's just like he's, like he had called a, his character as well too in an interview that he's not like a bad guy, but he's... um He's, he's, he's doing bad he, things. He's like an addict. I mean, truly, <laughs> this was this was something where he was like addicted to something and taken advantage of. Right. By numerous people. And they just uh, like used and abused him to get what they wanted, but they gave him chocolate instead of like heroin. <laughs> which is you know, insane. You honestly, I might say I'm leaning mean, I'm leaning towards him. To do, yeah, because that's where I I was feeling the same as well. Just because, like, I feel like he always kills it, and this is one of those that it's a toss up between Timothy and honestly, I enjoyed Noodle, but I I think he just like he is like actually a, a singer and he's a performer in that regard. So anything that he does with that, I liked, but. Now that we're talking, I'm, I'll go with Key. I'll go with Key. So, so yeah, Key and Michael. So, Key. light loves for me, loves for you, correct? 
I yeah, I would say mine would be more medium. I had a lot. Well, of there's fun no with medium this. in loves hates. That's the issue with this whole freaking <laughs> system. So is it a loves? Right? It's got to be. Oh yeah, it's de- yeah, it's definitely a loves. It's not like you said. I don't. I I can't imagine that I'll return to this. But every now and again, I'll like think to something that's silly. And well, I mean, you mentioned silly? you mentioned family, and then I'm like, okay, yes, if my daughter wants to watch it or future kids are sitting down to watch this, and yes, I would watch it again. Well, and like, too, over the holidays, I could see this being, like, with my family. It obviously won't be streaming for this Christmas, but beyond, it's like, I could see, like, maybe popping this on and be like, hey, let's watch this. I just feel like if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it with the OG, which is on all the time as it is right now, and I keep flipping it on, but I think I'd just rather watch that. I do, I do love Timothy's, like, complete zany optimism like the time when the chocolate cartel approaches him and he turns around and literally lets out this yell and he's like "Woo!" and then (laughs) he uh then he's like it sets in he's like oh you're not giving me a rave review moments like that where he's completely off the rails i love that stuff with him and i thought he was a delight in that regard so that's where like i would return to this just to see him get wacky there's a nice warmth to the movie that I liked. Like it made me feel warm and fuzzy at times. Uh, Three out of five. It was originally three and a half out of five. I just think the replay value, the the idea that I want to, I really want to watch that again, it's just not really there. So that's why I knocked it down a little bit. I can see this be more fun too on on rewatches. I just don't It might be more fun with more people too. Like I literally sat in a big room by myself eating alone, (laughs) watching... A musical. And the other thing is the marketing doesn't go into this being a musical. And I'm not knocking the movie, but why are we scared to... Because it immediately starts with a song, and I'm like, okay, this is a musical. I had no idea. WB, Strange Choices. I think think they know people aren't going to walk in wanting that. Yeah, and that's... Honestly, I think that's why they steered away from it. So that may be a huge detriment to this film and... Like after, as we go through the holiday or the holiday weekends uh, for, from 2023 to 2024, the movie not might, may not have legs because of that. Or as I was saying before we were recording, like The Greatest Showman, maybe it does really well because it follows kind of in the same footsteps. But this, I don't know. We It's hard to say. Right now, I do think that it will perform medium, uh, but... With it, them not marketing it as a musical, I'm like, okay, that's weird because, like, I like you, I was kind of expecting that, but when it finally happened, I'm like, okay, so it's all right, I got it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I'm not like not wanting to see that aspect. But I feel like every color purple trailer emphasizes it's a musical, so it's not like WB is shying away from that. I, I don't know. For whatever reason with this one, they... I wonder if it's just because they're worried about having two musicals and they don't want it to be seen as if... They... Well, then don't release these movies, you know, within the same yeah. week and a half. That This whole thing has just been insane. Asinine, I feel. Yeah, I don't fully understand it. No, the two movies that you haven't seen, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and then Rebel Moon from um, Zack Snyder. And it is interesting that... The um, release of Aquaman comes on the same day that Netflix drops a new Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Because Zack Snyder is responsible for this version of Aquaman, which Mm -hmm. is Jason Momoa. 
Um, sadly, you haven't seen either of these movies. No. Uh, I was really looking forward to Aquaman. That was my number one movie for December. Rebel Moon, not so much. That was not something that the trailers got me excited for. I just haven't thought anything about it looked good. Sure. Now, Aquaman, we'll start with Aquaman. Um, This is getting smashed by critics. It's at like 36%, I think, right now. It's going to be a huge box office bomb. And I got to say, I am a little surprised. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Hmm. We'll say two, like with Wonka. I mean, we're already past that point, but I'll say light to no spoilers. I'm not going to say anything, obviously, to ruin this. But... uh, I had fun with this movie, man. I got to be honest with you. I liked it better than the first one. I think the first one has some truly baffling, bizarre, cringy moments. And there are some cringy, baffling moments in this one. But for some reason, it didn't hurt the overall product for me. I think the story's better. I like the buddy the buddy team-up thing with uh, Aquaman and Patrick Wilson, who plays his brother. Uh, again, like with the first ones, there's like a globe trotting, a lot of cool different settings, which I was into. And I don't know, man, I had fun with this. I will say, uh, there's some gripes I had and one is of all the times Momoa has played Aquaman. This one more than any of them feels like he is literally just playing himself. Mm. And it just happens to be Aqua Aquaman movie because there's there's so many moments in this movie, not so many, but there's um there's just so many different scenes where I'm like, that's literally just like he's drinking a Guinness beer. And I've <laughs> seen I watched a lot of interviews with Momoa, and there's recently he did like this men's health thing. It's like show us your fridge and your your gym or something like that. And he's like popping open Guinness and it foams over and he just like blows the foam (laughs) and he does that in this movie the way he dresses looks like Momoa showed up on set and they didn't have a wardrobe they just were like wear what you want that's what's going to be in the scene he's riding around on a motorcycle at one point I'm like this is literally your Hmm. motorcycle Mm -hmm. the brand that you're always promoting so that was a gripe for me I'm like man we're getting into that territory where this doesn't feel like Aquaman anymore I know this is a different version of it but you essentially are just playing yourself now. Well, and you know a lot of those choices, it's exactly like what you said about the motorcycle, where he insisted on it being a story about fatherhood, about being a parent. He insisted on James Wan, the director, basically allowing him to, quote-unquote, play, be himself. Where he oh, was, I mean, It shines through in this one. I think in some ways uh, it's a detriment. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking... Like, I respect this version of this character. I like Momoa enough to be all in on this, but the next time we introduce this character on screen, I would like a more traditional Aquaman. Mm. There's there's some really, really bad CG in this, too. Almost, I feel like we've heard reports of this, too, that is like it got to a point where they're like, we're not sinking more money into this. It's a lost cause. So we're just going to, it's going to be what it is. And there's um, the beginning of this movie. It's like Love and Thunder where it's like a montage of what he's been doing the last four years. Just like that freaking trailer that I'm like, this is ripping off the Love and Thunder trailer. (laughs) 
And part of that is we see the birth of his son and the, like, I can't, I, I audibly gasp because the CG on the baby is so bad. <laughs> is that like the flash like, microwave babies? I was like, people ripped the flash with, because of those babies. <laughs> and I have yet to hear anything about how bad this baby looks because <laughs> it's like an ocean water birth. Oh, wow. Uh, and it is so heinous looking <laughs> that I, I was like, it was that thing of where you're kind of embarrassed about maybe what you're watching, even though it has nothing to do with you. Like I was like, had this weird embarrassment. Uh, so there's some really dopey CG, but as a whole, I was, I was in man still mixed results, but I think Juan leans into his horror background more, mm. which I dug. And I like Patrick Mils- Wilson being in this quite a bit. And, um, yeah, we'll see. The the there's there's some really bad like green screen stuff that we keep seeing, and I'm like, it has to be reshoots or something. But hmm. every one of these movies has like something in it where you're like, okay, that was clearly done probably like a year after you shot this mm-hmm. movie because it just it will take you out of it. But I another light loves three out of five for me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a fun two hours. Um, and I it is kind of a bummer that the DC. EU is going out on such a bad note. So because this is like a massive bomb. So you think that that's definitive? Like, do, do you feel like there's a definite like this is it? This is this more than anything just feels like a a very standalone movie. Literally no connections to the other ones. No mentions of other superheroes. No cameos. Uh, this is a single standalone Aquaman story set within this Strange universe. Strange choice that they would end up ending with Aquaman instead of the Flash. It should have been the Flash. It yeah, really should have been the Flash. It makes the most sense. Yeah, and that ending could have been adjusted to make the most sense, and you know, have this come full closure, full circle. But yes, it it, it ends and it makes about as much sense as this whole universe being planned out. Like there is no. You, I don't know. It's weird. I figured there is a mid credit scene, but it's a gag scene. Like, it doesn't set up anything, obviously, and it doesn't... I don't know what I expected. So there, um, there's no final post-credits, like, at the very end of the movie. No, and I kind of almost expected maybe a swan song of this is wrapped up. Maybe we'll see some mm. former heroes or something, and there's nothing. It's, it's done as a gag. I kind of enjoyed it because it... It's kind of a joke throughout the movie, but um, light but loves. Considering that they end with that instead of something that's more of a... Yes. You're a like, you, you ended 10 years of this and you're ending on a joke? So like, It me, just doesn't make sense. But it also makes sense if this is just a movie you're going to watch and it has no connection to anything else. I got to know. And this might be a discussion for another... Like This could go on for a whole other podcast. But as you mentioned... Looking back on the DCEU, now that it's over, it's done, we're moving on into the gunverse or whatever the heck we want to call it. Looking back on the DCEU overall, since this is kind of fresh in your mind, what do you think overall thoughts on the DCEU from start to finish? Uh, well, you know, they they clearly didn't have a plan or they didn't. It wasn't very good, but honestly... Overall, I had more of these that I liked that I didn't like. Mm. Like a lot of the ones that people didn't like, I really liked the Flash. I liked the Snyder ones. 
I liked Birds of Prey a lot. I love the Suicide Squad. Um, those, there's more loves than hates. I mean, recently we've had more hates, but uh, as a whole, mixed bag, I still liked it. And I'm glad we got it. I mean, this is just the strangest decade for DC, but <laughs> yeah, I can't say that I wasn't entertained throughout the entire thing. Now, speaking of Mr. Snyder, his new one on Netflix, Rebel Moon, like Aquaman, it's getting absolutely killed. It's uh, it's called Rebel Moon Part 1, uh, A Child of Fire, 22% on Good grief. Rotten Tomatoes. I've been a pretty... I don't want to say big defender of Snyder. I like Snyder a lot. I've liked most of his movies and um, was not super interested in this one. From what I can tell, and I could be wrong, this was, he, I don't know, did he want to do a Star Wars movie? And they were like, nah, we're not into what your idea is. More or so less. He went off and, and created his own Star Wars, essentially. Pretty much. He had He's talked about that in terms of, how he had this idea for a Star Wars movie, but then as he uh, had like gone into this world of what he wanted to do, he realized that there were going to be restrictions. But the one thing I've got is he also talked about director's cuts. And, and so he was going in depth about how he's like, every movie I've got a director's cut except for Sucker Punch. But he said... Netflix basically said, we want you to do a PG-13 version, and then you can do whatever you want for your version. And I'm like, so what's wild is that they're going into this and like, why not just say make this like whatever our version? Because he's got an R-rated version. Already, I know. And the, the rumor is, and I read this weeks and weeks ago before reviews of this ever came out, is Netflix is trying to drum up the Snyder cut, uh, you know, the like what they did with Justice League, yeah. whereas we want that version. That's so and dumb. And it's like they're trying to recreate that. Uh, so that's stupid. I mean, I'm <laughs> just like, and there's no way to quantify whether it's popular or not. Right. Because we never see data and we don't see money. So who knows who actually cares? Well, and this is when I will ask this question because... I'm curious if you like would have rather have seen this in the theater at home, but since it's not in the theater, we don't know like Glass Onion with the release, and that did just okay business. But if this did really like okay, good example is his um, Army of the Dead that was released in limited theaters, and I know that came out at a weird time of like pandemic, you know, it was still like kind of a hybrid model. But why didn't they release this in theaters? I'm really surprised by that. I mean, I will say, just to get this out of the way, uh, I hated this movie. Oh, wow. It's, it's so bad, dude. And for and I asked the thing about, did he kind of pitch this as, or to Lucasfilm or whatever, as a Star Wars movie? Because this is something original from Zack Snyder that has literally probably nothing original in it. It de- like the trailers did look the first one especially looked extremely deri- derivative, but Oh, it's awful. I mean, it's like we need a sword fight and it looks like a lightsaber. It's like but we can't call it lightsabers obviously because this isn't Star Wars. And and see that's where it's like it, 
he said, he had mentioned that, he addressed that. He's like, well, we can't do this, so we got to make it a little bit different. So I was hoping, I was really hoping that there was a lore that was created here that would have really set it apart, that it's like he's doing something so unique, but he's just setting it in space. For example, I was thinking about this this morning, and I thought, Dune. Dune, you could say, is like that could feel slightly Star Wars-ish, but it feels totally on its own. It feels so separate from Dune, like modern-day Dune with Timothy Chalamet, to Star Wars. And I thought, maybe, I'm holding on to that hope, Snyder has found something like that to latch on to to make it feel different. So that pains me to hear that it doesn't feel that way at all, and it feels like everything we've seen before. And it's two hours. It's with without the end credits. It's two hours five minutes. And man, I tell I checked the time like four times. Oof. I was not into this at all. There was nothing. I I mean, it's like forty five minutes into it. And I'm like, I can't latch on to anything in this movie. Wow. Not characters. Not plot. I just didn't care. I really didn't care. And I hate is a strong word, but I really did not like this at all. Yikes. I don't know. Cause part two is coming out in April. I don't even care. I really don't. And I can't imagine a longer version of this. Cause it's just I I did not like it. Is this Zack Snyder's worst movie? I didn't like Sucker Punch. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember really disliking that. Uh, but this is like neck and neck with Sucker Punch. I mean, honestly, with his recent output, this might be his worst. And I, I said this when that first trailer came out. This is going to be Snyder at his worst because it's like they gave him the money to do what he mm-hmm. wanted. And there's no accountability with Netflix, it seems. It's like, oh, yeah, go do what you want. <laughs> and that's fine when it works. And I'm like, this is going to be his worst tendencies. And that's exactly what it is. It's like every Snyder cliche shoved in here. And then on top of that, it's like every sci-fi space story cliche. And that stings too, because man, I, 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 I do like Snyder. And as much as I wasn't super interested in this, I started, I was excited for last night because they did like a, it premiered at 10 o'clock here. And I settled in at 10 and I watched it right when it dropped and I was excited. And then very quickly, I was like, I'm not into this. That's a bummer because I was actually getting a little, a little um, not mad, but I'm like, man, that's you're going to be able to watch it. And I knew that I couldn't. And I was hoping that I would be able to see it um, like as soon as I could. But this is um, disheartening because especially... Like I said, I was really, I was holding on the hope. I want some really good sci-fi stories that will take us, like Star Wars, take us somewhere else. And Dune did that. And I cannot wait for Dune Part 2 or Dune 2 or whatever they're calling it. That I cannot wait for. And I was hoping this would get me to Dune. And now I feel like I need to watch this movie while sitting on the toilet. There was really, I don't even know what I would say my favorite thing is, is in this. I can't think of a really a performance that I liked a lot. Uh, and ac- the action's just, I mean, it's fine. It's just like Snyder stuff. I just didn't care. Hmm. I, the action maybe works better if the story's better, and I'm interested in mm-hmm. that, and I just wasn't. So Big Fat Hates. Wow. I would actually say of the three we watched, Aquaman was my favorite, Wonka, and then this is just like 30 miles back. 
you know? <laughs> and I, I, I remember Sucker Punch really sucking ass, but it's hard for me to think it's worse than this. <laughs> so that wraps up um, part one of this pod. Because next time, we're going to space this out a little bit. We're going to do two episodes. We got some Rotten Tomatoes predictions to make. See if you can um, mount a big comeback in 2024. Start the start the year off right. Start the game off right. I need it. That uh, standalone December was good for me. At least is looking good for me so far. And I need a big win in Ooh. January, baby. Well, until next time, keep watching. <laughs>